Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Summer Breakfast on SEN. Oh, yes, not long to go on Summer Breakfast either, by the way. So we're loving every minute. Sam Edmund, Kane Corns with you up until 9 o'clock on this Thursday morning. Just tick past 7 o'clock on the first day of February 2024. The cafe menu today, Joshua Shelley, Young Gun from the Crows, David Butterford, not too far away. Uh, Andy Harper joined us moments uh, ago. Dr. Peter Larkins as well to give us the medical breakdown of some of these curious injuries that we're getting in the AFL. Questions without notice as well. And you can join us anytime. one 736 And the 40 Wings temper, uh, we are always keeping an eye on. 0433981116. We're not too far away from um, some games being played in anger, Kane. And we're not too far away from the AFL, of course, via the commission, just finally rubber stamping uh, the rules of engagement for season 2024. Yep. Clubs have been sent another round of uh, of survey forms, if you like, and, and their feedback is coming back as we speak and is due by the end of this week. There's an AFL commission meeting on Monday, is my understanding. The clubs have been asked uh, about a whole range of things, but we were talking about this this week. In fact, you might have asked me this yesterday. Almost certainly, and, and as certain as you can before it being absolutely official, it's going to be four and a sub on the bench. Okay. So we're going to stay where we are. Now, a lot of clubs, I rang a few yesterday, were in favour of five on the bench, and there was a push for that. But there's still plenty of others who are happy to remain with what we've got at the moment. So it does give some clubs, the sub, the absolute ear. It's the time it takes in match committee, the time it takes in the box on game day about when to pull it, now that it's tactical and not medical. Uh, Five would definitely be simpler. And those who argue for five, a lot of them have said, what it would remove is the degrading exercise of a player having to be the sub. And they use that word, degrading. So, But we're staying at four and a sub for, for this year. Yeah, well, because where does it end? I mean, if you go to five, then someone will lose a couple of players early and they'll think that they're disadvantaged. Then there'll be a push for six. Yeah, I mean, but they argue their way around that quite easily. Four but... was fine. Ridiculous mm. notion that four wasn't enough. That's but... all, that was... Always fine. Clearly, to, the more you've got on the bench, though, when you lose one, the the impact is less severe. Yeah, it's spread. But, I mean, it's a game of a bit of luck, a, a bit of, yeah, you lose one, but you look back and think, gee, that was a good win. We lost a player early. We were able to manage our way through it. And the sub, we all hated the sub. We hated it. We detested it. And it's unsurprising that clubs still hate it and players still hate it. I, I think fans hate it. And... How often does it actually impact the game? How often does a sub come yeah, on that's and the other me- thing. meaningfully yeah. influence a game? Very, very rarely. Maybe a once or twice per team per year. Uh, it just You should have kept it at four. The fact that we are back to having subs is 
is ridiculous. Like we, we hated the green vest. I, I was playing at the time. It was a disaster. The coaches hated it and we're still here. So, um, look, in time, I think we probably get to five because clubs will push for it. And, and what, what happens with naming the team now? Because there was a lot of drama. Yeah. So this is what they are poised to change. And this is common sense. The side selection rules now. So clubs will be allowed to name 23 instead of 22 and then having to pick the sub from the list of emergency. So that they'll. my understanding is at the moment, again, almost certain, barring a, a 180-degree turn here, it is going to be a 23 named. So we, there'll be no more Trent Cochin omitted and then we find out is the sub. I mean, there'll be none of that angst, I wouldn't yeah. have thought, this year, which you, is a good you, result. Have you also got news on the bounce? The bounce, I think, staying. Not a word on the bounce. So the clubs weren't asked their opinion on this at all, uh, which was interesting. So that will remain, you'd have thought. I mean, sub clubs believe that change is coming for next year. And Andrew Dillon is, or the year after, rather. And Andrew Dillon is known to be sympathetic to umpires. And this removing the bounce will be something that would ensure, you know, as the umpires tell us, that the best decision makers aren't potentially lost to the game because they can't bounce consistently. Um, and it will also ensure that the best umpires can stay in the game for longer. There'll be um, longevity reasons in that as well. So you would assume nothing for this year again, but like the mid-season trade period, it'll be something for 2025, it All looks right. like. Well, let's stay on the mid-season trade period. Are we going to be all in on this, or are we going to be sort of having half a time? No, there'll be half. A, no, no, there'll be. We'll be tipped. Well, that's ridiculous because we we want a, as even a competition as we can. And how difficult is it going to be for interstate clubs to get players from Victoria to move? So if you're going to do it, do it. You're going to have to be able to trade players against their will, as long as the other club is willing to pick up. The contract and against their dis- will. So at the moment we don't have any. But at the moment we don't have any trading against. I understand that, but if you're going to do it, you have to do it. How else are you going to get? And the Herald Sun have pointed this out today. How else are you going to get players from Victoria to move into state mid-year? It's just it's going to favour. Well, you can the if big if, Victorian clubs again. No, if player A isn't getting a, a game at, at Club A, then he goes to Club B, where he's been promised that he'll play every week. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think that'll be the case. No? You, if there's the choice between... But that happens at the end of the season. Why wouldn't it happen mid-season? Because there's a bit more uncertainty around it. Mid-season, you just pack up your life in the middle of the, the year. It's a big thing to do, to go from one footy club to another in the middle of the but year. But this is why it won't be... And to pack up your family. And that and reason, move. and that is the exact reason, one of them, that it won't be whole or So bowls, don't do it. That it won't so be... Yeah. So don't do, don't have don't restrictions do around highest paid players. Which bracket are they in? Can you trade players in the bottom bracket? It seems far too complicated. And until we're at the point where we are mature enough to do it properly, then don't do it. And you know that some clubs will need to be protected from themselves, or at least the AFL will feel that as well. well some because coaches will the, need to yeah, be. The temptation to sell the farm, if you're a coach under pressure and you are coaching for your livelihood, to trade away future picks for a current day start, you can imagine that's going There's to be awfully tempting. No doubt about that. But, the, I mean, that's that's the club. That's the strength of your club. That's almost the discussion we had about Ross Lyon and how much power can one coach have. Imagine Ross saying, oh, I, I, I want that guy. He's, yep. he's the one player away from us making a prelim and getting to the business end. Who's going to stand up to him? So, no, no, no. I don't reckon that's a good call, Ross. We've got to think about the future here. So this is all the complexities of it. But if you're going to do it, do it properly. Let's not have so many restrictions that it's almost pointless. But anyway, not coming in this year. 
coming not coming in this year. Yeah, and there's a lot of questions as well around uh, talent pathway, um, comings and goings, trade surveys on the mid-season, as we mentioned, pick purchasing and such like that. So uh, the commission will meet uh, on Monday to ratify any changes for this year, and then I'm sure the AFL will communicate that in the not-too-distant future. Hey, Mark Robinson's written a pretty interesting piece on, on Clayton Oliver. He suggested that he may not be back until mid-year. Yeah, I saw that. In a, in a playing sense. Is that is that news to you? That was that... news to me, yeah. I would, yeah. I would have thought he was every chance to, to be playing in the early part of the of the season. But, yeah, I found that interesting. He was back at training, thankfully, uh, with his teammates yesterday. We did mention, didn't we, that it wasn't too far away from happening. Uh, he was in a good space. Now, hopefully, um, now that he is back in the fold, he can stay there and, and go on and have a good season. Yeah, for those who didn't read it, he said, people close to Oliver say his situation is the most complex they've mm. seen in football for 20 or 30 years. Yeah, now that is consistent with, with what I've been told as well. And there's, right. there's, yeah, I don't really want to go into even no, some no. of the stuff that he reported other than to say that uh, he's got a team of medical experts around him outside of the club and there's forever a juggle in finding out what's best for Clayton. And, you know, th- their welfare is absolute Melbourne, but only to the point, as we said before, that it fits within the rest of the players' welfare. When his behaviours or antics affect the welfare of the rest of the playing group, that's when Melbourne have a problem. And that's what led to their ultimatum last year. That's what no doubt went into their decision for him to take a bit of time out in this preseason as well. Now that he's back, I mean, we can only say hopefully he stays there and his abilities as a player are completely undoubted. In fact, with everything you hear, it's amazing that he's been able to engineer the sort of career that he has already. Absolutely extraordinary. These are a lot, in many senses, these are not new issues for he or for the footy club. They go back a long way, um, but certainly the hamstring injury last year and the amount of time that he spent away from the game, which was new to him as well, played into all of that. So uh, we wish him well. We do. We do. And then uh, the, the nasty story about yeah. Rory Sloan recovering from surgery on a detached retina. So the club, by their statement, said uh, he had symptoms following training this week, had surgery on his right eye on Tuesday night. He's going to spend the next five days recovering at home. Um, it is the same procedure that he had done in 2021. They're saying the surgery was a success and now he is recovering. It's time, isn't it? For so Rory? Like how, much punish- 33? how much punishment? If it's, it's not like That's how much size. punishment can you put yourself through? And then when you get concerning injuries like this repeatedly that have the impact to affect you long-term and for your life outside of football, I mean, does someone need to take that out of his hands. Rory, I was, it was strong on the fact, and, and him and Travis Boak probably, I mean, they've done all that they can do. I think their bodies, they've pushed them to the limit and for the betterment of the team and for themselves, last year was the, the year to retire. And then you get this from Rory again. And I know last time it was really harrowing for him and the concerns around his sight. Now, Doc Larkins is going to join us later on, but has the club done the right thing by Rory by allowing him to play on? Because it feels like he's not going to be awake to that decision that he needs to probably hang him up with everything he's been through. He said, knee. Yeah. He said this a couple of years ago when he first caught the detached retina. He said, a detached retina is pretty serious. That is something I learned pretty quickly. Without getting the proper procedure and doing the recovery right, there could have been some real long-term effects. That was a driving force for me. Forget footy. Your vision is your life. Well, that's now, it. now, it's happened again. So I don't know. Once you have one, you're more susceptible to having it happen again. I'm not sure. Uh, Phil text in on the detached retina. It is seriously dangerous and the worst operation I've had. I was 
told if my operation, uh, I, I could have lost my sight within six months and I was totally awake while being operated on as they have to have your eyes open. That sounds like a gruesome, nasty, obviously very serious injury. Yeah, and no one wants to sit here and retire players, but I said it last year, like it's just en- enough's enough. You can see just by watching him play that you know, his body's been put through hell and he's probably not in Adelaide's best side as it is. So I'm just not sure whether someone needs to take that decision away from him and reading those quotes that was that was my memory of it so I'll wait and see but yeah a nasty one we'll speak to the doc about that a little bit later on as we will elijah hewitt's foot injury as well but ray's called in from florida over there from the in the u.s as he's as he does from time to time florida great to have you on there raymond thank you very much guys uh, how are you all doing down in melbourne this morning oh the weather is we're on a good run of weather at the moment ray uh canes in adelaide always nice and uh balmy this time of year over in the adelaide. Okay. city of churches well what's what's the, what's right. happening over there in uh in florida well beautiful morning this morning uh pickleball for two or three hours yes, as you know yes. you know my game now <laughs> uh <laughs> but what i wanted to do is talk to you about your dad uh kane uh I moved to Adelaide in um, 1960, and I lived there through all the early 70s, and lived in Northland Elg, so I followed the Bays, although I'm yep. a Melbourne supporter through and through, but my local team were the Bays, and that's the period your dad was playing. Uh, and you talk about different names that, you know, they call you or they call him. In those days, we used to call him Corno. Corno was uh, the nickname right. we used back in the 60s for your dad. Never heard that one. Corno. Corno, interesting. Yeah, Cornsy and yeah. Studley and all sorts of other names, but uh, that's news to me. Studley's my personal favourite. Yeah. I think that should go nowhere. Good on you, Ray. Always great to <laughs> Thanks, hear from Ray. you, mate. I hope that pickleball career is uh, is flying along. Righto, we're building up towards Coach's Coin. I've we're going to do it after the break. Final adjustments. So you're going to give us the figures as well? Yes. Oh, yes. This is going to be breathtaking. Yeah. The highest paid to lowest paid. What? They should be what getting they deserve. paid what they deserve in 2024. Uh, coach's financial ladder, if you like. We'll take a break. Toyota Call of the Year is back as well. Ray might be in the mix. It's your chance to win a 2024 Toyota Hilux GR Sport. Not sure how we'd go getting that over to Florida. There's uh, Hilux stock available now. Contact your local Toyota dealer today. And Kubota right behind us here. You can uh, take on any job with their mowers, their tractors, and their land pride attachments. 